Nope, that's nothing. Uh, okay, uh, I'm just, uh, ho hold on. Nope. Uh, I'm just trying to start with a little jingle sound, something sort of uh, official now that I'm being immortalized on the web, you know? Uh, let me give it one more try. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, I, you know what? Uh, it's okay. I'll find it. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, w welcome back. Welcome back. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and you know what that means. This is Davis Clarence broadcasting from the old high school radio shed, bringing you all the most important purgatory news. Let's get to it right away. Our top news story, the carnival is coming. So get your pitchforks, get your baseball bats. We are not going to let those swindlers in. We haven't had them since 1992, and we're not going to start on my watch. Purgatory is not interested in cheap thrills or tents full of animals sewn to other animals. And we're not fooled by your godless close-up magic mind games. The youth is going to say, what harm is there in a carnival? <laughs> but never forget the summer that we let them set up in the big empty field and they never left. Yeah, the first weekend, that was fun. The second, also fun. But the weeks went on and the porta-potties overflowed. Sweaty parents were dragging puking sunburned children from another round on whirly pods to refill their bellies with every imaginable food on a stick. There was cup after cup of bloated goldfish belly up baking in the heat. Sweaty-fingered wandering magicians swooping down on unsuspecting women to pull quarters from our ears. Oh. Never forget the people of Purgatory who took up wrenches and hammers to dismantle those shoddy pavilion tents. I was one of the children who lovingly laid to rest dozens of fish beneath what has since been known as Gold Rock. To this day, we thank the firefighters from House 1 and 2. They came together to hit those carnies with the hoses and send them finally, mercifully, running back into the States. Now, I don't consider myself a religious person, but make no mistake. This is a battle for our souls comparable to the temptation of Christ himself. They're going to try to tempt our young with the sweet smells of cotton candy and fried dough and the sounds of laughter, pulling the wide-eyed from our ranks like a siren song luring boatswain into the sea. They'll fan their colorful assortment of trademark-adjacent plush animals in front of our children, hoping to sneak a foot inside purgatory, and they will take root with their card tricks, and their cup and ball tricks, and their rope tricks, and their long handkerchiefs. So hold the line. The games are rigged. The rides are terrifyingly dangerous. They have the audacity to allow close-up magicians to play in our streets, using their disgusting tricks to advertise their den of sin and mock our cognitive abilities. I mean, just because we didn't see your sleight of hand doesn't mean we don't understand. Your ruse doesn't make me stupid, it makes you a con man. So I hope you're proud of yourself walking around with your self-satisfied eyebrows and your flashy top hat and deck of cards. I know what you're doing. You're not better than me. It's called a trick because it's done by a liar. 
and I won't allow it. No close-up magicians. Stand with me and draw the line. Never again. Never. I hate close-up magic. I hate it. <sighs> okay, I got, I got myself all worked up. I'm just trying to sit. Nope. There's a, we'll get it next time. <sighs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Margot Finch is gonna run the Harvest Festival. Don't say I didn't warn you. It's gonna be chock full of cats and musical puns and creepy doll heads or whatever baubles and more baubles aren't selling from her shop. Plus she banned me from the store again, which is vindictive, even if I don't need any baubles. I told you, Margot, you're not a big picture person. It's not a dig, it's just the truth. I'm not angry with you. So you let me know once you've gotten it out of your system. You don't have to get back at me. <laughs> I mean, of course, knowing Margot, she's going to make the whole festival about close-up magic and ranch dressing just to really get my goat. <laughs> Which will be... March... Oh, oh, okay. Oh, listen, hey, Margot, <laughs> don't do that. No one wants that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you could have some ranch dressing there. Of course, <laughs> makes sense. People love ranch dressing for some reason, but it doesn't make sense for a theme. And you know that letting street magicians back into purgatory is crossing a line that we cannot come back from, Margot. Margot! We'll talk about it at book club. Okay? <sighs> Jennifer, the goose on Abram Street, has gotten smarter. Wildlife veterinarian Kayla Radcliffe is here today to talk a little bit about Jennifer and how we as a community can learn to live with her. Thanks for joining me, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me a big fan of the show. Kayla, can you tell me a little bit about Jennifer? Where does she come from, and why has she chosen Abram Street as her home? Well, um, Jennifer is what we would refer to as a, um, a white goose. Um, she is originally from the... Um, actually from the Pacific Northwest. So very interesting that she's come to join us here in uh, Purgatory. But um, she is um, on a reign of terror that is quite frankly, scientifically amusing to watch. Um, and I think she's chosen Abram Street as her home because um, I think just proximity to um, lots of shiny objects. And I think just she knows that's where a lot of men like to hang out. Other than the relentless targeted attacks on male genitals and the fact that her name is Jennifer, how do we know she is a she? Um, you can just tell in the way she carries herself. Jennifer knows what it's like to be not looked at as the alpha of society, um, and she wants to right those wrongs. Uh, there certainly have been injuries. Are there precautions that we can take? And how should one proceed once she has broken the skin? Well, I think uh, to be proactive, I think wearing something like an athletic supporter is probably your best bet if you're a man about town on Abram Street um, when Jennifer is present. Um, once she's broken the skin, I would say... Um, seek medical attention immediately the genital area is sensitive and for quite frankly i can only make a very educated academic guess of where jennifer's mouth might be but i would not trust the bacterium swimming about a waterfowl's mouth are there certain foods we should or should not be giving her i would certainly say don't give her anything that is remotely 
phallic in shape. Um, no hot dog buns. Definitely no hot dogs. Most, mostly because of the nitrates, actually. not, But the shape also doesn't help. Um, but I think some things like, you know, some sunflower seeds or I think she would like those a lot. Um, just something that if you can spread a lot of it out um, to sort of just give her an opportunity to feed. Mm -hmm. Now, when we give her these snacks, is this simply to distract her or does she see it as some sort of offering and in fact see herself as some kind of deity? It's a little bit of both. Um, uh, oftentimes you'll find uh, waterfowl are a little bit of, uh, they're pompous and they have a little bit of a god complex. And I think it's because they sort of facilitate between two different elements. So God forbid if she ever learns how to operate heavy machinery, it'll be the doom of us all. But I think having something small like sunflower seeds or something to sort of like spread her attention out, I think will make her forget a little bit less about us mere mortals. How long can we expect Jennifer to continue her bloody reign over Abram Street? I think she intends to roost for a long time. Um, I do feel once the weather gets a little colder, she might seek a little bit warmer climate, but she seems to have dug her roots pretty deep. Okay, Trevor Wills has suggested hunting her. Now, Trevor is an asshole, so I'm not advocating murder, but... Do we have any other options? Perhaps there's a way to dissuade Jennifer? I have been sort of working with the zoological community at large, and we're thinking some sort of like Trojan horse situation where we build a wooden goose. Um, and, you know, probably with qualities that Jennifer is looking for in a man and um, sort of luring her out of the um, borders of town. Um, and hopefully she'll be so infatuated with the wooden figure that she will um, leave our town alone. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts? I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jennifer. I'll be really sad to see her go. But I would also would have to acknowledge that she has really, really brought a whole new level of destruction and terror to a, a quaint little town. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time today, Kayla. I would love to have you back on. And maybe next month we can have you in to talk about the shifting raccoon territory lines. I would love to talk about that so deep. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much. Our poet laureate, August Page, will be reading a selection of her erotic haiku tomorrow at the library from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Suggested donation is $10 to help the library renew its periodical subscriptions. Wine will be served. Auditions for Witch Witch, a mystery hunt, will be held at the Clover Club this Saturday and Sunday from noon to 4 p.m. Bring a 60-second monologue a headshot or recent photo, and a mixed-media exploration of your deepest fear. Callbacks will be next weekend at the Main Street Theater. So now before we get too far along here, you're going to notice I have not had Pauly Dietz. Um, he is not available today. He had a doctor's appointment that he simply could not move. So I went ahead and I took a look at uh, weather.com, and it looks like it's gonna be 70 slightly overcast i guess i could do this job sorry paulie i'm not trying to look down on you here you're a heck of a guy and i hope hope everything works out with the doctor
Okay, look, um, we need to wrap this up, okay? If you have an announcement, you're going to want to shoot it over to Marty at purgatorynewsonline at gmail.com. These are my final announcements. Happy birthday, Ollie and Bradley. Uh, emergency services reminds you it's never too early to start thinking about your flu shot, COVID shot, monkeypox, polio vaccine. Get a free lollipop. G, the tower, but reversed. Hey, G. Uh, listen, if these messages are some kind of a crime code or if they are magician adjacent in any way, you and I are going to have a problem. Special shout out to the person online who called the news listenable. That is certainly the baseline we're going for. I'm told stars and subscriptions are important for some reason. So if you want to do the thing, go ahead and do it. Okay, I gotta get down to the border. If you don't have an improvised weapon, I'm gonna have a few extras in the back of my truck. Show up, bring your friends, their strength in numbers, okay? Uh, this is Davis Clarence with Purgatory News every other Wednesday for your listening pleasure, reminding you close-up magic is the devil's playground and signing off. This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson and edited by Stephen Dion. Kayla, the wildlife vet, was improvised by Stephen Dion.